If you're a surfer, the ocean can feel like your playground. There's nothing like sitting on a board, feet dangling in the water, looking out to the horizon, waiting for your next wave. And when you get up, for a moment, you're actually part of the ocean, riding its power. And while surfers may feel like they're conquering the waves, ultimately, they're not in control. The ocean is. Phil Mummert learned that the hard way. July is winter in Australia. And Phil's celebrating his birthday with a surf at Bunker Bay, a beach a few hours south of Perth on the West Coast. It's a place he'd surfed many times before. It was midwinter. There was a bit of sun around. It wasn't too chilly. Yeah, it was nice. Sitting on his board waiting to catch the next wave. Phil has no idea he's got company. Out of nowhere, a great white shark knocks him off his board. I really had no idea until it had already got me. And I just had so much adrenaline and so much shock that I couldn't feel it but my board had been bitten in half. The shark has also bitten his leg. Phil's now in the water with the shark. And all he has to defend himself is a broken piece of surfboard. All I was thinking was, if this bit of foam is in the shark's mouth, then that means that I'm not in its mouth. The shark begins to circle. I just remember the size of the dorsal fin coming past me. It felt like it was towering above me because I was just ahead in the water at this point. I'm Tora Kachur, and this is Tell Me What Happened, true stories of people helping people, an original podcast by OnStar. Every day when you wake up, you don't know if you'll be a person who needs help or if you'll be a person that helps someone else. It's important to remember that it's in all of us to be either one of those things every day. Bunker Bay is a popular postcard-worthy beach in the Margaret River region. White sand, crystal clear turquoise water. It's just a 15-minute drive from Phil's home. And when the winter winds pick up, it's a great spot for surfers. I started surfing, I don't know what age, back when I was pretty young. And then, yeah, just kind of taught myself how to surf and been doing it ever since. And today, July 31st, 2020, Phil and his girlfriend, Mish Wright, are heading to Bunker Bay to celebrate Phil's 28th birthday. So, for my birthday, I'd gotten some spotlights to put on the front of my car and that morning I was like oh should I should I do the spotlights should I go out for a surf I've been away at work for a week so I was pretty keen to get down to the beach get in the water. Phil's a geologist he had just spent eight days working on a site in the desert and was looking forward to six days at home. Whatever I can do the spotlights anytime like let's get down to the beach. That one decision will make this a surf Phil will never forget. 
When they arrive, Mish takes the dog for a walk. Phil waxes his board and heads straight into the ocean. There are only about nine other surfers in the water. That's unusual. It's often busier. The waves are perfect. Three to four foot swells. That's kind of the size that I'm after. I'm not crazy into like big wave surfing. So I'd probably been out for maybe like 45 minutes or so. I'd got a few waves. Phil's taking a break, just sitting on his board, taking it all in, about 150 feet offshore. I was kind of turning around to look at the beach to see if I could see Mish and the dog walking on the beach. And yeah, that's when it all happened. I really had no idea until it had got me. When Phil surfaces, his surfboard is in two pieces. And I was floating in the water up to my neck and there was just this big grey thing sitting right in front of me. Its face was about a foot from my face and it was just pointed directly at me. It took a little bit for me to kind of realise, oh, this is a shark. It had bitten my leg, but at this stage I didn't actually know that I'd been bitten. And I just had so much adrenaline and so much shock that I couldn't feel it. Within seconds, Phil realises it's not just any shark. It's the shark the movies have taught us to fear the most. So it turned out to be a five-metre great white, which is, what's that, 16 feet. It was massive. It was huge. But Phil doesn't have time to dwell on any of that. His leg is bleeding, and the shark is right there in front of him. The back half of the board was still attached to my leg with the leg rope. And I just grabbed it and just started shoving it straight into the shark's mouth. All I was thinking was, if this bit of foam is in the shark's mouth, then that means that I'm not in its mouth. Trying to do everything that I could to try and keep that piece of board in its mouth. The strategy works. The shark backs off. For a moment. And then it starts circling. I really remember as it came past me on its first circle touching it trying to push it it's just so solid felt like I was pushing a brick wall yeah this isn't going to work I need to figure something else out here Phil turns in the water trying to keep the shark in front of him it circles and charges but then it would pull out at the last second and just kind of go past and it did that twice and each time I just remember thinking I just need to try and have this piece of board again in between me and the shark, and that was really all I had. Not many of us can say we've tried to fight off a great white shark with our bare hands. Phil can. But the shark is relentless. How long can Phil last? I was trying to push it away. I was trying to kick it. Really just trying to do anything to keep it away from me. This is Tell Me What Happened, a podcast created by OnStar to showcase the importance of a human connection when you need help. 
Whether you're trapped in quicksand, lost in the woods, or bobbing in the ocean, fending off a great white shark. Phil Mummert's birthday surf was supposed to be a chill few hours at the beach. Now he's fighting for his life as a 16-foot great white shark circles and charges at him. Liam Ryan and his buddy, Jess Woolhouse, arrived at Bunker Bay a little later than Phil, excited for a gorgeous day of surfing. They had no idea what lay ahead. You look out and you just map out where you want to surf and who's getting the waves. And remember, there was one surfer sitting there and he was getting a few little waves to himself. And I said to Jess, let's go sit close to that bloke because no one's bothering him. And that was Phil. Liam is a long-time surfer, but the thrill of riding the waves isn't the only thing Liam's devoted to. I'm a Catholic priest. I've served in all parts of the world, but are currently serving in the northwest of Australia. That particular day, I was surfing on a board that had been custom-made for me by Jess, my mate. And he made it for me when I turned 21, which was the year that I entered the seminary, and he called it the Hail Mary. So it has my name and an inscription on the bottom, the Hail Mary. Liam and Jess catch a couple of waves. Everything's great. It's the perfect day. The sun was warm on your face. The water was nice and cool. We had the whole day to spend you know, enjoying it. And there was one of those moments where you're really just taking it all in. Liam and Jess are paddling back out, heading towards Phil, sitting on his surfboard. And the next thing, he wasn't there. And I thought, hang on a sec, what's going on? Liam doesn't know Phil. The two surfers have never met. All Liam knows is that one moment, the guy is sitting on a surfboard, and the next, he's bobbing in the water, stunned. Just this huge fin comes up beside Phil, and you could see bits of his board just all scattered around, and like little blocks of ice just sitting there. Liam witnesses every surfer's nightmare. As a surfer, you're always aware that there's sharks in the water, that you're part of the ecosystem, but you never think you're going to see a great white trying to eat a human being in front of you. And I don't think anything can prepare you for that. Everything feels like it's happening in slow motion. The silence of it was what unsettled me. No one was making any noise. And I started just to scream, help. Boy, help him, help, help him out. He needs help. At this point, Liam and Jess are closer to the beach than they are to Phil. It would be easier and safer to paddle for the shore. But Liam doesn't do that. He does something I'm not sure all of us would do. He starts paddling towards Phil and a 16-foot great white shark. And he's not alone. Jess is right there with him. Without Jess there, I don't know how I would have felt. Probably the first reaction would be to head in and get to safety myself. 
But when you've got someone there that you trust and know, you're in it together. Unbelievably, Liam and Jess aren't the only strangers coming to Phil's rescue. A third surfer, Alex Oliver, is also heading towards Phil. As they get closer, they realize what they're up against. I saw its belly, I saw its dorsal fin. And I just remember thinking to myself, this thing, if it wanted to, could eat all of us in one bite. Liam, Jess and Alex have nothing but surfboards, their voices, and a ton of courage. They paddle right up to the shark, splashing and screaming, hoping to scare the shark away. I remember seeing them coming towards me and I just instantly went from being, I'm dead here, to, oh, everything's going to be okay. These guys are here. By the time Liam, Jess and Alex get to Phil, the shark isn't visible. But there's no way of knowing if it's still around. They don't waste any time waiting to find out. Alex hopped off his board, slid it out towards Phil, and said, get on there, mate. As Phil gets on the board, they get their first look at the damage to his leg. It just had this huge cut, like a single knife slice, from his knee to his bum. It was all open. And I just thought, he's not going to make it. The shoreline is only about 150 feet away, but the shark could return at any moment. And now Alex is in the water, swimming and pushing Phil on his board into shore, with Jess and Liam on their boards, paddling their makeshift raft to safety. I just remember Alex just yelling, paddle, paddle, paddle. There was only one thing on my mind. Get the hell to land as quick as you can. This animal is somewhere, and it could eat all of us for lunch. After the longest swim of their lives, they make it to the beach. A group of surfers have lined up waiting to help. One of the guys who was on the beach, as soon as I got to the shore, he just came down and he just grabbed my leg and just clamped his hands around it. Phil's in shock, but he's got one thing on his mind. Can you, can you please tell my missus she's down there with the dog? I remember thinking that this is a special girl for you. If after you've been bitten by a shark, you're still thinking of her. Liam takes off down the beach. I was just thinking, gee, you know, this might be the guy's last moments. I don't know if he's going to survive. I need to tell this lady that she needs to come quick. On the way, Liam notices surfers still in the water. That just put me in panic mode. I started yelling and screaming and whistling and just waving with my arms. Get in, get in, shark out there, you know, get the hell in. The surfers paddle in and Liam takes off to find Mish. By the time he gets her back to Phil, the surfers have moved him up the beach. Phil's still lying face down on Alex's surfboard. The same guy still has his hands clamped around his leg. Jess and Alex are keeping him warm, keeping him talking stopping him from looking at his leg. He was starting to shake a little bit because of the loss of blood. I felt like I'd kind of done what I could do. And I just, at that moment, I think it all sank in. I just walked off by myself for a little bit and um, tears just started coming out of my eyes.
The medics finally arrive, but Phil needs surgery. Now. His best chance of survival is taking a helicopter to a major hospital. The group on the beach watches the helicopter fly off, everyone wondering if Phil would make it. In that moment, you're just thinking, you're kind of grateful to be there and be alive after seeing that. As things start to settle on the beach, Liam remembers his own surfboard. I looked out to ocean and just thought, oh well, I don't know where it is. And someone had lined all the boards up along the dunes. And I saw my board there and thought, oh well, no worries. This small, caring gesture stays with Liam. I think that's the surf community. It seemed like everyone knew their role. There was ones of us who were close enough to help him out. The ones that headed in, they got to work straight away. Someone called the Ambos, someone called the police, someone called Marine Safety to get the guy the help that he needed. And someone rounded up all the surfboards. It made me realise that whenever I surf, no matter who that person is that you're sitting next to in the lineup, they could be the person that saves your life. Phil turns out to be lucky. Or at least as lucky as someone attacked by a great white can be. One of the bites was one inch away from my femoral artery. So if that obviously had just been one inch closer, oh yeah, wouldn't have made it back to the beach. The surgery takes all night. When Phil wakes up... One of the nurses came in and she was like, oh, have you walked yet? And I was like, oh, I don't know, can I? Like... (laughs) I don't know. Do I still have a leg? I don't even know. Miraculously, he does. It takes Phil months of rehab to heal and get strength back in his leg. But he knows he wouldn't be alive if not for Liam, Jess, and Alex. Three people he'd never met before that day. We're good mates now. We keep in touch quite a lot, all four of us. And, yeah, you know, we go out and have beers every now and then. And they're just... Awesome group of guys. In fact, they've become so close that Liam will be giving a blessing at Phil and Mish's wedding. It's very humbling because you just think, I haven't done anything special. I've done what anyone else would have done. We just happened to be there and happened to be the ones who helped out. And every year, around the end of July, they all get together to mark that day, their shark anniversary. We've been introduced by a wild creature and we're going to have to spend the rest of our lives knowing that we've been brought together by nature. All of them are still surfing, but with a little more caution. And no hard feelings towards sharks. They're just a big fish looking for a feed. They're part of the ecosystem. And every time we go out for a surf, we're in their kind of yard, you know, and we borrow, if you like, the waves from them. And, We're a good news story that Phil survived and it shows you that when people come together, amazing things can happen. Even though attacks like this one are extremely rare, they can stoke fear and make people feel unsafe in the water. The movies don't help. But advice from a shark expert might. Melissa Marquez is a marine scientist currently based in Western Australia, 
where she studies great white sharks. I asked her to tell me about her favorite shark encounter. Probably my absolute favorite shark encounter is one that happened in my home country. So I'm from Puerto Rico, and we have this incredible bay that is known for its bioluminescence. And in that bay at night, you can see animals because the bioluminescence just kind of illuminates everything. And I was filming for National Geographic and for Will Smith's Welcome to Earth series. And you can actually see me in this clear kayak where I'm going around in the bay looking at the different animals. And suddenly this beautiful nurse shark comes and travels underneath my glass kayak. And if there was magic in the earth, it was in that bay in that moment with me because it was just illuminating this gorgeous shark. It looked like it was flying through the cosmos. And yeah, that that's a memory that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Now, a nurse shark is not something to be scared of, but have you ever had a, a scary experience? Not with sharks, even though I've been working with them for quite a long time now. None of them have thought of me as food just yet. <laughs> I guess I'm not very appetizing looking to them, but no, I've been lucky that I haven't had any negative encounters with sharks in my career so far. What's the biggest misconception about sharks? That they're a monolith, that they're all man-eaters and they're mindless killers, and that's just not the case whatsoever. There's over 500 different species, but only about 34 of them have been implicated in some sort of shark bite. And so... I think it's really important that when we talk about the risk associated with sharks, that we really put things into perspective. We are the bigger threat to sharks. Over one third of them are endangered with extinction at this point. And the numbers just keep getting more and more dire for them. And so it does worry me that this perception of sharks being these man eaters and these killers is really almost putting people off of protecting these animals, but they're such an important part of our ecosystem that we can't afford to lose sharks because without sharks, we don't have a healthy ocean. And if we don't have a healthy ocean, we don't have a healthy planet. Right. But it's not easy for a lot of people to just let go of the fear. How do you tackle that? When I do my science communication and outreach, I try to meet people where they're at. I don't just go in with the stats being like, oh, you shouldn't be afraid of sharks because you have such a low risk. It's, all right, what is your relationship with sharks? What do you see them as? What's your perception of them? If you're afraid of them, why? And let's talk a little bit about that. So it's meeting people where they're at and knowing also that you're not going to wipe people's fear of something right away. As part of that education, right, and understanding what our risks really are, what are some of those precautions we should be taking if we're swimming or surfing or just enjoying water where sharks were very likely present? So a lot of people ask me, you know, what's the surefire way of making sure you never get bit by a shark? And that's staying out of the water. (laughs) Plain and simple, stay out of the water if you don't want a single (laughs) bit of a risk. So you've got to exercise a few different things of caution. One of them is always swimming with a buddy. And that's not just a shark mitigation kind of action. That's also just a swimmer safety action because what happens if you get a cramp or what happens if you get stuck out on a rip or something happens, it's good to have a buddy there to be able to help you out. But 
in the case of a shark, it's good so that you and your buddy can actually keep an eye on the shark as you slowly make your way uh, back to shore if that is what ends up happening. Are there any particular areas or activities that are especially attractive to sharks? If you see someone, say, down current or up current and they're fishing, that's like a free dinner bell for sharks right there. Like, don't get me wrong. They've been around for millions of years and they are very good at what they do in regards to being predators. But they can also have a cheeky, lazy day. And, you know, someone fishing and throwing fish overboard or dead scraps overboard, that's like going through a McDonald's driveway for them. It's so easy and they would not say no to that. So if you see any sort of activity that might attract sharks in the area, it might be best to kind of get out for a little bit or until that person is finished and then wait a little bit longer. That's it for this episode of OnStar's Tell Me What Happened. True stories of people helping people. And if you want to share your own story about a stranger who showed up for you at just the right moment, look for a link at OnStar.com. Or if you're listening on Spotify, check out the Q&A feature. Let's share some love for people who help others in big ways and small. And while you're at it, share some love for this podcast. It really helps if you review and rate us on your podcast platform, or share this with someone who would enjoy it. On behalf of OnStar, I'm Tora Couture, and please be safe out there.